My name is Scott Challoner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Um, you join us on a crisp autumn morning here in the capital and I'm delighted to say that joining me on today's show is former professional footballer turned entrepreneur Lee Sanford. Uh, Lee, good morning and thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Good morning, Scott. Great to be here having a chat with you. Yeah, pleasure having you alongside us, Lee. So um, you're the founder of uh, Trading College, which is a stock trading coaching business, I believe I'm right in saying, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. We've been, um, I founded the company about 12 years ago. Uh, We teach the general public how to become traders, looking at chart patterns, uh, growing trading accounts, getting the return on their trading accounts. Um, by using the financial markets. Um, predominantly do this online, uh, but also we have our own classroom, we're with CPD accredited, and uh, we have all sorts of courses. So, yeah, it's been, it's been fun, Scott. We really have. And obviously with your standing as a former professional footballer as well that's moved into business, um, that's incredibly important at a time like this where, you know, today's professionals are becoming more aware at a younger age that, you know, they need to be thinking about life after retirement because if you do sort of let the game sort of ebb you away a little bit and then you've got sort of nothing planned for the next chapter, as it were, you know, you almost become a victim of the void, don't you? And there's that issue of mental health that kind of arises from that and where we're focusing so much attention on sort of mental well-being perhaps more so than ever before now it's hugely important isn't it it really is i think we see on tv in the premiership all these players doing so well earning so much money but there's a wave of players out there young players because players start at such a young age these days as early as eight they're at professional clubs I think even younger um, they set their dreams on becoming professional football players and they just don't they don't achieve it um, and so it's so important that parents uh, have to uh, you know be realistic and, and tell the children you know you know a lot of people don't make it but if you work hard you've got every chance like everybody else um, and in my era, Scott, it was, you know, you're a long time retired. So mm. let's say you're lucky like I was and get to 34 um, and retire at 34. You've got the rest of your life um, to, to do something or you have to do something. Otherwise, unless you've got enough money to, you know, spend out the rest of your life not having to work or do something else. I started a business like I did. Then what are you going to do? And, um, in the older days, you know, when I when I retired, like uh, was nearly twenty years ago now, you know, there wasn't much help after retirement. And even going back even further in the seventies and uh, maybe in maybe early eighties, people players would go and run pubs, um, and then it would all end pretty badly. But you know, you're a long time retired, and if you can put the effort in, get in another education, if if you're lucky enough to become a professional football player, um, because as I said, not every one of them is in a premiership earning 10 grand a week. Um, you know, you got to think about, because you, as a player, I always I always thought that it would never end. I would always be a professional football player. Mm. Um, but you are a long time retired. You've got to make preparation. You've got to think, you know, what's your skill set? What could I do here? Um and, and, and get the education. The PFA now do do lots of courses for people. We've got professional football players that are still playing on our course now. Courses now. We've got 
uh, uh, sprinters uh, that sprinted for England in the Olympic Games on our courses. We've got golfers on our courses. It's great to see that so many sportsmen are, are taking up sort of this this area. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You have to prepare for a long time of retirement. What do you want to do? Is the question. And if you want, if you know what you want to do, then it's get on and prepare for it while you're playing and then in an income. It's exactly it, isn't it? Because it isn't always as simple as staying in the game for so many of them and moving into sort of the management and the scouting side of things. Absolutely. And when it came to sort of finding your own niche in sort of stock trading, Lee, uh, what was it that sort of made you realise that that was going to be sort of the post-retirement um, pathway for you? Yeah, I, 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 I'd, always, I'd already been buying stocks and shares while I was playing football. I had a, I had a um, sort of uh, a nice feeling for it. I, I wanted to... Um, get involved in something completely different when I retired. I mean, while I was playing football, I, I'd done my coaching badges. I, I'd done the PSA sports science degree at Manchester Met. I prepared to go into coaching. Um, and Neil Warnock at Sheffield United, um, the year I retired, said, you know, would you like to coach the youth team? And for me, it was, I really want to do something else. Um, I loved the game, but I was a bit bored of it. I wanted time out. And then I just found trading. I went to the States, learned from, got the education over there, proper education from professional traders in the US, um, and just loved it. And the power of um, making a return on, on investment, making some, some money just by sitting and trading for an hour or so a day was the big attraction. And I think for me, Scott, it's the freedom. Um, I'm, I'm sort of a sort of free spirit really for the guy I like the freedom of having my own destiny in my own hands and not having to work for somebody mm. and um, and so I worked on it and, and became a better trader like anything at the start it's, it's a bit of a, a struggle but I worked hard and become a better trader and now it's it's like second nature it's great I love it so that was the real reason I think the real reason was the big reason was freedom having the freedom to watch my kids grow up um, and take them to school and, and doing what I want was the big attraction to me. Yeah, because you hear a lot of modern day football managers, especially in coaches, saying that it's essentially a twenty four seven thing, isn't it? It takes up all of your time and it takes time away from the family as well. So it is good that you sort of managed to establish that balance with the career that you have now. And um, as well as that, um, there are a lot of people of the sort of young entrepreneurial mindset that often tune into this podcast, and some of them may well be interested in sort of stockbroking, stock trading. Um, and for those individuals, obviously without giving too much away because it is sort of the crux of your business, what are some of the key tips that you'd say um, to give to somebody who is a novice in stock trading that wants to sort of become a little bit more professional at it? Mm. I, I get a question all the time, you know, uh, at the golf club I play and, and people say, oh, you trade the markets and I would like to do a bit of that. <clears throat> and what they don't realize that it is a skill that they have to learn you're managing risk, you're looking at certain trends and so on, you're managing trades, it, it is a skill and it's like everything um, that's worth doing, you've got to learn how to do it. If you don't learn how to do it, it's like most other things, uh, profession, You it will end badly. Um, and you just got to, all you got to do, I always say, is just put some hard work in at the start and it becomes easier. If you don't put the hard work in, in at the start, it becomes harder. And um, it's just, you know, you want a training course, learn how to do it. That's the first step, really. A lot of stuff online that's free. 
Um, there's a lot of stuff online that, that's not good, like everything really Scott. And then there's a lot of stuff that's really good. And, uh, you know, we're all fully, fully qualified traders. We're, we belong to the society of technical analysis and, and stuff. So we've been doing this for years and, um, we've seen it all really. Um, but you've got to, the, the thing is that anybody can absolutely do this. You can do it when you're working full time still. You can do this if you've got a part time job or if you're looking to go into it full time. Um, you can do that as well. And um, there's nothing better than coming in in the morning, trading for an hour or so, and um, being done for the day. And uh, I, I don't take this the wrong way, but then you see, you know, you're, you're done for the day, you've earned some nice money in the morning, and then you see, people all commuting to work uh, yeah. in the rush hour and you're finished for the day. And that comes down to the training start and then, um, and then just doing it. It's great. It's, it's a great way of life. Yeah, and I think as well, um, it's important to do away with the mentality that it's going to be an overnight success as well. I mean, I've set, had so many business owners coming onto the show and saying exactly that. You've got to put the hours in, you've got to put the work in. And for you, I suppose, as well, I mean, you've probably sort of had that mentality drilled into you for, for so many years from your time as a professional footballer, haven't you? You've got to put the graft in and you will yeah. get the rewards. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You have to, do, uh, you have to do what other people don't want to do. You know, a lot of people don't want to put the time in. You've got to get that momentum and just learn and educate. You know, be like a sponge. You just want to learn. And I think that's the thing. When I came out of school with one O level in pottery, <laughs> because all I wanted to do was play sports at school and not do any academic stuff, I came out of school with no education whatsoever. But I think, I think in the start of my sort of training days, when I was sort of young, when I was 13, 14, 15. I, I can remember going to training with Southampton at the time. I was, at, I was on with Southampton in the early days as a schoolboy. And I would go training every single week. And, and I remember players or young lads at the time, my mates that were better players than me, that would miss it one week and not take it really seriously. And, you know, I would. I was dedicated to do it. And then I got the results. And uh, with hard work and maybe a little bit of luck, um, I ended up playing, you know, over 600 first-class games and had a 17-year career. And then some people, some of the lads didn't put the time and effort in to, to go training. Um, and that's, I suppose that's like anything in life. If you want it badly enough, you're going to put some time and effort in to do it. It depends how bad you want it. And I think I think with trading, um, the byproduct is, is really the freedom that you get from learning how to do this. Money is really important to people because money obviously gives you more opportunity. It's not everything, you know, you can't buy, mm. um, you know, and uh, health and, and love with, with money, but um, I suppose you can in some areas. But what I'm trying to say is that it just gives you the freedom, this, this trading life gives you the freedom to, to uh, do what you want and the passion that you want to follow and I think you know I'm sure we're going to get onto COVID and um, mm. you know it's 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 certainly been a wake-up call to a lot of people we're very very busy coaching and mentoring people people having that uh, big decision and aha moment that you know you know life can end very quickly because of some virus turning up on our doorstep I want to do the things and do the dreams that I've always wanted to do right now mm. 
And talking about COVID as well, I mean, we've seen the fluctuations that it's caused within the global marketplace. And obviously for a stock trader, I can imagine it was quite a volatile period. So how was it sort Mm. of trying to kind of manage through the sort of last 18 months? Yeah, I mean, March last year, COVID in 2020, when it hit, it was unbelievable the trading opportunities we were having at the time. Um, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, will we see anything like it again? I don't know. The volatility in the financial markets was incredible. And what we're trying to do, people that are listening to the podcast that don't understand what I'm really talking about when it comes to trading, you think about it, if if you buy a share, everyone knows how to buy stocks and shares. You buy something, you know, I don't know, a company, and it goes up in value, and you sell it for a profit, and you buy those shares. Well, in the in the financial markets, we can we can trade going up, and we can trade the markets going down as well. And people can't get their head around that. what that means is shorting. You can do shorting strategies where you can place trades when you, when you think the market's going to go down in value. Um, and at that time, last uh, let's say last year when when everyone's listening to this, is obviously when COVID hit in March. Uh, really, when the financial markets just took. Um, a, a big hit. And when I talk about the financial markets, I talk about the FTSE 100, the, the US stock indices like the, uh, the the Dow Jones and the S&P. They've never seen anything like it before. And, and they just completely collapsed. So that gave us traders an opportunity to make a nice return. And we were, you know, we were making money. Our job is to make money. And we were making money very, very quickly indeed. I mean, we're talking seconds and, and minutes and it was just incredible. Um, and it was just somebody who hadn't been trained in that area or knew how to handle volatility probably was panicking. But as trainers have been trained in this and, uh, and understand volatility, it was the best time ever. Um, of course, it wasn't a very nice time for a lot of people who have lost loved ones. But as traders, our job was to make money uh, as quick as possible. And, and that's what we did. It was just incredible. It really was. And so with that sort of success, even during that period of volatility, I suppose it was quite an easy um, means of kind of keeping morale up within house as well, wasn't it? Sorry, say that again, Scott. Yeah, so I suppose um, given the success that you had, um, even during that volatile period, it was almost quite easy to kind of maintain morale in-house as well um, during a time where for many businesses, I suppose, it would have also been quite difficult given the struggles that so many went through. Mm. That's right. Yes, it was a very bizarre time. On one hand, we are making really good money on this news that COVID had hit. And on the other hand, people, you know, everyone was very scared and worried. And um, But, you know, we just had to do the job. And, and the job is to, to take advantage because you're trained to take advantage of that volatility. And whether it's an interest rate decision where they're starting to raise interest rates and the markets don't like that, or whether you know there's there's some other international um, impact on other countries, conflict with different countries, you know that uh, makes the markets move as well. Your job is as a trader to, to take advantage of that, and but on the backdrop is this horrendous uh, virus that that's causing so much stress, and it still is to this day. So yeah, it it was a strange one, but um, as I said, it was, it was a job to do. 
And obviously you applied your all of your experience into sort of making that t- time a success. But is there anything you'd say that from this time you've actually maybe even learned from uh, the last 18 months? The life is so fragile, isn't it? It's, mm. it's I think more than ever, um, I guess in the, mar- the financial markets, I think, I think do things now, you know, you, you don't know what's around the corner and you've got to get on and just make, get the momentum going and get into an area of, you know, if you're an individual listening to this and you want to make change in your life, then you've got to gather some momentum um, and try things, you know, try things. If they don't work, at least you tried it. And uh, if you want to get stock trading, then try that. If you want to get into, I mean, I took up cycling, I became, you know, one of these guys, in their fifties, that um, started to wear lycra and started to cycle um, around the roads and bought myself an expensive bike and expensive gear, and I took up that hobby. And I, I, I think, and I look back now, and I think, what well, that was fantastic. And I'm still cycling to this day. I'm fitter than I've ever been. It was if, if COVID never hit, I, I would never have done that. Um, and I just love it. And you know, I would say the bike to anybody is really get on and do it because you know you just don't know what's around the corner yeah i think that's very sound advice indeed to anyone out there that's tuning into this and that goes for people who maybe have their own big ideas for sort of starting their own business as well i suppose doesn't it because the most successful Mm. often spring out of times of economic hardship and as we're sort of moving out of uh, restrictions um, and we've seen all of that go, at least in England for the time being, and we've seen sort of some of the hard-won gains of the economic reopening, um, what's it sort of looking like on the uh, the global market front from your point of view, Lee? Is there a lot of optimism within your organisation, would you say? Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're growing. I mean, within the lockdown, I mean, all our education is all online um, with, with several classroom courses uh, that, are, that are available. Um, and but some people are not willing to go back into the classroom. So, you know, internationally we're online, which is great. Um, and we were incredibly busy in lockdown. Um, and, you know, it's steadied off now. It's starting to plateau now. And, but, you know, we've got big plans for growth in 2022. Um, you know, we're bringing on all sorts of new products and things, improving news, news and new stuff and platforms and education platform that we, we use. We just had a big upgrade with our online course platform, which is brilliant, which is interactive and mobile friendly and quizzes and, you know, surveys and, and sort of um, assignments and things. And it, it's just brilliant. And uh, the, the online space is, is fantastic. And, you know, we're right on it, which is, which is good. Um, companies doing well and of course I think you know from a business owner's point of view it's got at the time where our staff our team I hate the word staff but our team um, you know was going through their own challenges so as owners we had to to be a little bit more considerate for everybody's everybody's um, situation and getting getting the team back into the office I, I wouldn't deny it was it was a bit of a struggle at, at first because you know um, it, it, everyone's a little bit cautious they all want to come back in and, and mingle just in case some one of the team members has got covid but you know we put all the um, um, uh, preparation in place we put all the, the standards in place that we needed to to welcome all the team back um, and i think what we've got going on now is a bit of a hybrid situation where uh, team comes back some of the team on certain days some of the other team on other days 
uh, and then and then one you know gathering where we're all in the office uh, pretty much together um and really it's just talking to staff just makes them you know think that um and realize that you know the management is is here to help and if you've got any challenges then then please please talk to us but it's a difficult time for for the team um because of that because we've been so busy as well because we were so busy um it, it, I suppose being so busy would have helped the team even more. Maybe forget about other things. They've got to get on with, you know, with with um, on boys, students, and so on. But um, I think from a business owner's point of view, I think I think not just myself, but a lot of business owners out there probably listening to this have been, um, you know, uh, willing very much to to be more considerate to to their team and staff members, and uh, I think that's worked great for us. We're pretty much a family, um, and very much open to ideas that the team has. Yeah, and I think in an environment now where you know there's recruitment shortfalls in a lot of industries, it's those businesses that are showing that they've got that culture um, where they're looking after their staff and they're kind of listening to them and making sure that they're abiding by their requirements. I mean, it's those businesses that are going to be succeeding and bringing in that pool of talent, aren't they? Because the demands of the employee are starting to really change in this sort of ever-shifting landscape, aren't they? That's right. It is. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people, um, not just you know, in our business, but I suppose in other businesses and business owners I'm talking to, that they're losing staff. Um, and we had that big thing with the haulers, uh, the lorry drivers, you know, demanding more money and so on um, because there was so much work for them. There was loads of demand. Um, and we've kept our staff and, and I don't know the word, we've kept our team and, and it's, you know, it's, it's been really good. And, um, I think we've looking after them and making sure they're okay. They, they, they like being around this sort of, this sort of company. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just didn't know whether you're going to lose your team. You didn't know if you're going to lose any of the, your, your, um, your team members to, to other com- companies and, and did they want to go off and travel the world, you know, and. Did they, did they want to, you know, that, that they had enough? And I suppose it's probably the younger people within the team that may have felt like that. Maybe the, the older generation, the team members probably, you know, just quite happy to um, to be where they are. Um, but, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a time for us owners. You just didn't know where it was going to go. And there's stability now, though, most definitely. Yeah, certainly so. And hopefully that persists over the uh, the next uh, 12 months and beyond uh, for sure. And um, if you are a listener tuning into the uh, the podcast today that is interested in anything that we've uh, discussed, um, it's uh, www.tradingcollege.co.uk, your website, isn't it, Lee, if I'm right in saying? Yeah, tradingcollege.co.uk. Uh, we're London-based. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of free stuff on there. Got here, they, can, they can go and uh, download and, and opt into and See what they, see if they see if they like it, see if it's something they would want to do, and um, there's no harm in doing that at all. Yeah, I know there's a member of our team here at the Leaders Council that's very much into his uh, stock trading, so certainly may well be a point of interest uh, for him for sure, Lee. Um, and uh, thank you as well for uh, joining us on the uh, the show today. Um, and just before we wrap up, um, over the next uh, 12 months, ideally, where is it that you'd like your business to be by 2022, all being well, would you say? Uh, what a great question. Um, ever improving, uh, revenue growing, um, uh, more team members on board. Um, you know, it's, 
I've got a lot of big plans for the company. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we've got to take that next step again. We've got to get into that different revenue bracket. Um, and I think just in, always improving our services. Uh, customer service at Trading College is, is second to none, making it even better, being the best in the industry, uh, looking after students. And uh, I think that to me is, is the big thing, getting even better at looking after our students mm. and supporting them on their journey some fantastic ambitions and really helping inspire that next generation i'd certainly expect nothing less and uh, who knows maybe even 12 months from now we might even be back on the show just talking about what a success it's actually been for you excellent that's that'd be great Scotty. i'm more than welcome to have a chat and it's been an absolute pleasure likewise lee thank you once again for joining us on the leaders council podcast today and uh, do take care and stay safe with all that's still going on as well thank you very much and um, it was a pleasure welcoming uh, lee sanford from trading college onto the uh, program today and uh, to all our regular listeners tuning in if you feel that you have your own story of success and of innovation to share with us then by all means you also can apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply um, until next time take care and goodbye and we'll see you very soon